Happy Friday, April 21st. Hokie Nation, Kyle Marshak, alongside Chris Coleman for this edition of TSL Today. It is full swing for Diamond Sports season, but we are ignoring that for just a moment as we want to talk about updates for the men's basketball roster next year. That and more on this edition of TSL Today, and it starts right now. Welcome back to Stu's Stew in the Corporate Research Center here in Blacksburg, Virginia. Again, Kyle Marshak alongside Chris Coleman. Beautiful weather. We want to talk about Diamond Sports, right? But Hunter Couture mm -hmm. is back. That is the breaking news for men's basketball right now as we prepare for that 2023 season next semester. I think that's big news. Um, just your initial reaction real quick. Hunter Couture coming back. I think that's definitely going to bolster the roster for next I year. I think he provides a certain level of comfort for everybody. Like, I am a lot more comfortable with Virginia Tech basketball basketball with Hunter Couture on the, on the court like I didn't think they were going to win a game when he got hurt this past year and they didn't yeah. you know it's just he just makes a huge huge difference uh even if even if like his he's a great shooter but even if his shot is not falling he's such a good defender he's the type of player that he doesn't have to score and he's still a net positive when he's on the court so I, I think him returning makes a big big difference I, I think Mike Young's two biggest recruiting battles of this offseason were bringing him back and making sure Rodney Rice didn't transfer when yeah. Mike Jones left, and he won both of those battles. Yeah, no, I think that's a huge win. Again, uh, roster management was kind of that main concern for this roster after the disappointing finish to the season, especially with another year where in the middle of ACC play, they just could not buy a win. Again, Couture's gone. They lost all of those games. He comes back, they lost two more, and then they finally got back in the green. So you talk about defense, right? Would you say there was pressure on Couture midseason almost with, you know, maybe that, that MVP vote that he got for the ACC and then his offense took a dip, but he provides so much stability for defense. Mind you, Mutz is gone. Maddox is transferred to GMU and Basili, who wasn't that great of a defender, is going to play pro ball in mm -hmm. Italy. Uh, it doesn't feel like they lost too much outside of Mutz, though. Yeah, they should be a better defensive team this year. I, I think their main issue uh, on the perimeter defensively is they had they had to play a few guys more minutes than they were ready for. Like they had to play MJ Collins sometimes thirty minutes a game, and you know he should have been probably the fifth guard, the fifth option last year. And instead, at some points in the year, you know he was your third option he was a starter and that wasn't ideal and uh and I think Rodney Rice even when he came back and he you know he was scoring he st it was still tough for him to know exactly where to be on the defensive end so I think they're going to be improved defensively on the perimeter this year I also think you know probably their weakest defender is Padula but when you've got Rodney Rice and you've got MJ Collins you get to an in-game situation or even a situation where, you know, you're struggling on the defensive end, you actually have the option now to a switch to a more defensive-focused lineup. Like, you can bring in MJ Collins and take out Padula just for defensive purposes to play offense-defense at the end of the, game, end of the game. And that's an option. Like, you know, Padula was playing 36, 37 minutes a game this past year, and he's not a great defender anyway, but it's also hard to be a great defender for an entire game when you're playing that much. Add and throw in the fact that like, he wasn't challenged at any point uh, for his spot yeah. in the rotation. So he's going to be challenged this year. So I think Virginia Tech is going to be better defensively on the perimeter. Um, we'll see. I, I think um, bringing in Makai Long, he's a very versatile defender. He can defend one through four. I think that'll help him on switches and things like that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they address the center 
p- position, uh, losing Basili. But uh, yeah. I'm inclined to think they'll be a better defensive team, but I, I don't think they're done in the transfer portal yet. Yeah, you uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, the the main pieces, I'm not going to say the lineup because, again, there's so much depth at the one and two spots in the rotation right now. But the main pieces are Padula, Rice, Collins, and Couture at, you know, that one through two, maybe three position, depending on how you want to stretch it. And then you have Lynn Kidd, Melijah Poteet coming back, John Camden and Patrick Wesser, the two other names that I think of coming off the bench possibly next year. So I'll actually go right to that. Who does take over the five spot for the Hokies? Right now, if the season started tomorrow, I'm positive it would be Lynn Kidd. Okay. Is what it would seem like to me. Uh, but, you know, they're pursuing guys who can play that position in the portal. Uh, I, I know uh, they have gone after uh, Robbie Baran of Northwestern, who's originally from Richmond. And Miami is involved there as well. Um, but right now, I would give the edge to the Hokies. Baran played tw- 25 minutes a game last year on a team that finished 22nd in adjusted defensive efficiency in the country. So he's a guy who is in the right spot. Like even the head coach at Northwestern called him their best defender. Now, he's not a guy who looks like he would be your best defender, Elijah Petit looks like he would be your best post defender, right? But playing defense at the college level is so much about being in the right spot, you know, not knowing what to do mentally, not so much, you know, what you look like. Um, So I I think that could end up being a a boost. He would also be a good fit offensively because he can step out and shoot the three. And he's also an 85% free throw shooter, which is pretty incredible for a for a guy who is a four slash five and he could play either one of those positions for Virginia Tech so uh so again like that's not official and for all I know things could change but I think that's something that we're probably uh looking at so right now I would actually pencil him in as the starter at five if he ends up at Virginia Tech and then you've got Makai Long at four and uh who can defend some three as well um but then your your starters i believe would be patua kador and rice yeah it's it's interesting seeing uh where everyone's gonna slide in i was gonna mention that too i mean like look you can look at the roster right now and feel that depending on whether or not they underperform like they did last year they could end up in a better position than last year that's the hope i think if they stay healthy you know if they had they were would have been two to three games better this past year if they were healthy. Yeah, I, I just think by the end of the year, when, when you're having to play guys 30 minutes when they should be playing, maybe not at all. Um, you know, John Camden had to play a lot at one point during the season, and he was not ready to see the court at all. Um, Collins, poor guy, he wasn't ready to play as many minutes as he did play, and then to top it off, he broke his nose, and I don't think he was ever comfortable in that no. mask. So I, I think... If they stay healthy next year, they'll be a better team. That that's that's my gut feel. It might not seem like it on paper, but uh, going into the season. But again, I I think I, I don't I'm not happy with how certain aspects of this past season went. But the thing that was out of their control was the injuries to the backcourt, and again, that probably cost them two or three games. And and a lot of times, there's the difference between making an NIT and making an NCAA tournament. It's it's razor thin margins. So. Speaking of recruiting, I almost forgot Triumph NIL, our uh, sponsor, Recruit, Retain, Reward, is their motto. I've got that locked down now. I've got it memorized. Um, speaking of recruiting, the 2023 recruiting class, nothing crazy right now, just a couple of, of names outside of the, the names you just mentioned. Two three-star guards, a six-one point guard, Brandon Reichsteiner from uh, Woodstock, Georgia, and Jaden Young, a six-four shooting guard, also a three-star out of Greensboro. So two good talents, again, mm-hmm. 
maybe you look at a guy like Young and think he could provide, well, honestly, both provide depth at that backcourt. Rex Steiner should, could play some point guard. His dad is former professional wrestler Scott Steiner. Yeah. Big Papa Pump himself. So looking forward to seeing uh, <laughs> Scott Steiner courtside for some uh, basketball games uh, yeah. this year. Maybe influence some officiating. Yeah. Yeah, the way he used to the, the, back in the day. <laughs> Carter's, <laughs> Carter's giggling back there. It's it's so peculiar. I'm a huge combat sports fan. Uh-huh. And seeing uh, Vitor Belfort's son commit here as yeah. a quarterback, it's like, what a small world. We've had so many, like, just big name fathers bring uh, kids <laughs> to Virginia Tech. It's very peculiar. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I watched professional wrestling as a kid, it was the Steiner brothers. I didn't actually know their last name wasn't Steiner. Yeah, when I was growing close up. Close enough. Right? Yeah, the close enough. Last yeah. Name, yeah. yeah, but yes, I, I think, I think the guard depth and the backcourt depth in general is going to be so much better this year. Um, like one of those two guys isn't going to play very much, um, but that's just the way it is because I think there's going to be plenty of proven guys there in the backboard court. So there is going to be a battle for minutes, and I think that's what you want because competition makes everybody better. Last year, Tech was so short of guards due to injuries and, and you know, whatever Maddox's situation was, there was never a true competition for minutes in the backcourt. Like, I, I did not think Sean Padula had a good year. I know he scored a lot of points, but I think his sh- – Shot selection playing within the offense a lot of the season wasn't very good, and he was not a good defender. But there was nobody to challenge Padula for minutes. Mike Young never had the option to say, look, play better, or this guy's taking a lot of your minutes, right? That's not going to be the case. No, yeah. Collins was not a guy that was supposed to play as many minutes, like you said. And not to mention, we haven't touched on it, but you talk about injuries in the backcourt. Well, Rodney Rice... Uh, came back from an injury that a lot of people expected to just smartly so take him out for the rest of yeah. the season, give him maybe a red shirt or something like that. I don't think he had played many games at that point. Um, and then what what game was it late in the regular season where he just reappeared? He scored 17 in one of those games. Yeah. He had I mean, he was two, a great two, two or three double-digit uh, scoring games, yeah. uh, had a good ACC tournament game on the offensive end. He's an impressive talent. You have to consider he did all that without a preseason yeah. and without an off-season development program, which is where you're really learning the system. It was just, it was basically like you throw him in there with a very limited knowledge of what you're supposed to be doing, and what he was able to do, he did on his own natural ability, without really the the, the knowledge of the system and what's expected uh, of him and and players at his role. So, assuming he stays healthy and he gets a whole off-season this year. I think things are going to be. I think you're. I don't think. I think people will be surprised with how good he is. Yeah. With with a whole off season. No. Yeah. So. No. No preseason. Um. But he's an athletic guy, a good defender. He obviously shows value. He was a great recruit. Eight games played, seven point four points per game. I think he could very well steal a, a starting spot. That's the expectation. Oh, at I, least. I, I pretty much ink him in as a yeah. starter right now, unless yeah. they they happen to go out in the portal and find some kind of a traditional true wing that is a proven starter and everything like that, which I, I don't really think that's going to happen. Uh, I, I don't see anybody else beating him out for for that third guard spot. So where do you see him in the lineup? He'll he'll he will be he's he'll be he's a guy who can play either wing spot. He can defend one, two, or three. Yeah. And he's also a guy that when Padula's out of the game, he can run the point for you. Yeah. So he's capable of playing anywhere in the backcourt for Virginia Tech, and he has defensive versatility, which is valuable. Which makes me incredibly interested to see how Collins' role is because. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, look, he looked like a freshman last year, but then he had great games. I mean, against Duke, he had the yeah. game-winning bucket. He just showed, obviously, his shooting has to improve, yes. but he showed down the stretch that he can compete. So I'm very interested to see what he looks like next he, year. He showed you know, two things that you really like. He showed a level of competitiveness and toughness. Uh, I mean, he was not comfortable in that mask. You can see him taking it off yeah. all the time whenever uh, they weren't in live action. Uh, he was never comfortable in that mask. I think it really messed with his shooting. Um, but he's uh, he brings he's arguably the best athlete on the team. He's yeah. an excellent he's a freak. athlete. Yeah. So you, so you have to uh, take that into account. He brings something to the table from that st- that standpoint that most other guys on this team don't. Um, so he's going to factor in. Right now, I would say you know first guard off the bench you can play to either one of those wing roles. Now maybe I'm getting a little too in depth with the recruiting class, Reich Steiner and Jaden Young, but we didn't expect Collins to slip <laughs> into the role that he did. Do injuries prevent them if it's a healthy team, or do you see them somehow slipping into a role next year? Oh, you could you could certainly see that. I don't think there's necessarily room for both of them, right? But there's going to be room for for one of them as is is a fifth option. Now, how much do you play a guy like Tyler Nickel with the three spot? Is he a three slash four or is he a four slash three? Uh, it's hard to say because he didn't get much time at North Carolina this past year. Yeah. But he's a guy who could factor in. He can't defend twos. Uh, he can defend threes and fours. Uh, as Mike Young says, you you are who you can defend. The position you play is the position that you can defend. So I don't know whether Tyler Nichols is going to be a four or a three or some combination of both, depending on matchups. But he's also a guy who could potentially steal minutes at the three spot if, if he shows the ability to guard threes. It's interesting, too, because then it makes you think of – Schools like Miami, where the tallest guy they had in their starting lineup <laughs> is Norchad O'Meara. He was six seven. Now, mind you, he played like a big guy and he His defended people. Arm length was, yeah. was pretty incredible. He was, he was a freak for sure. All right, well, I'll, I'll cap it off with this question: the roof for this team, the best possible season they have next year. Oh, where, they, where do they end? Oh, up? they can make the NCAA tournament for sure. And what they do for that is uh, depending on matchups and who's hot at the right time and things like that. Uh, they could have been an NCAA tournament team this past year if were it not for a, a couple of situations, uh, particularly with injuries. I mean, like it cost them two or three games, and that might – you never know. It could have been the difference. Um, it's just so hard to say and it's so hard to project. Uh, I don't think you're, you're – I don't think most fans will look at this team and say, oh, this is definitely going to be a better team than last year's team. But I, I or, or what last year's team was supposed to be, right. what we thought last year's team was going to be. I think they had, certainly have a chance to be better than what last year's team turned into because we never saw the team last year that we thought we were going to see because they never had all their players available that we, that we yeah. thought they were going to have. Uh, and Maddox didn't make the improvements that people thought he he was going to make from a, from a defensive standpoint. Uh, in fact, he his game regressed. So... If things play out a little better in the offseason this year, I'm not I'm not gonna say that this team has a higher ceiling than last year's team, but they can be better than last year's team ended up being if everybody stays healthy and they get that one key addition in the portal. Again, it, it adds after the way last season went that that feeling of instability almost. It's unpredictable. So hopefully the team turns out great. I think uh, you you covered all the points I wanted to hit. The transfer portal is the only question mark right now for what the roster looks like next year. But the young talent is definitely what feels like to be kind of the make or break. I feel like uh, it's not going to be as traditional as you would think in the front court. 
Like, there's maybe not going to be a guy consistently like Keve Aluma or Graham Basile who can score in the paint. Lynn Kidd can do that. Now, whether he starts or come off the bench, we'll see. But he won't do it quite as much as a guy like uh, Keve Aluma, and he won't provide the three-point shooting of a guy like Basile. He's a different type of guy. I don't feel like like offensively Tech will be as prolific on the, on, from their post players this year, but I, I feel like they can still be productive just in a different way. But I think we're going to see the backcourt be a lot better than it was this past year. Absolutely. Well, I think that about wraps up the show for today. But I have to tease the next segment. Monday, Carter's going to host the show. And we have some more talk about recruits, this time for women's basketball, who had a lot stronger of a season. That and a lot more on TSL today. But for now, from the Corporate Research Center, for our producer, Carter Hill, the man, the myth, the legend. And, of course, Chris Coleman, thank you for joining us today. Kyle Marshak signing off from Blacksburg, Virginia. We'll see you guys next time on TSL Today.